105 cast. Kings are coming at you live, but you'll hear us on tape delay. Today I have with me Theo and Joe and Anthony. All right, I'm Andre. We're with the full crew. And uh, let's just start it off with the what are you playing? Because Theo obviously has stuff to play and the rest of us probably don't. I think you guys have something to play. Sure. Are we playing something? If you say so. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got for us today, Theo? Uh, so as you guys know, me and Michaela has been playing uh, Persona 5. But that is now on hiatus because school is in full effect with her. What a surprise. Yeah. Guys not finishing games. Uh, <laughs> so you have to be playing this with her. Yeah, yeah. It's, okay. it's, it's a joint effort. So right. you need one safe file? You're right. No, I, <laughs> no I, I don't want to continue it without her. Even if you had another safe file? What? No. Okay. I don't want to continue in this story. Okay. We're both invested in this story. And I, I really don't want to play it. Like, By control it. I just want to watch her play it and get the story out of it and do oh, some so battles here and there. You want to be a spectator? Yes, I do. All right. <laughs> sometimes, you know what? That's the great thing about having a fiancé that plays games because sometimes you just want to be the spectator. Well, we're not asking what Michaela was playing. Well, I'm playing it as well. No, you're not. Well, not now. Yeah, not, not, anyway. not ever because you're watching her play it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I've been looking for something else to play and I was looking at Nier Automata for a bit and I was like, ah, I... I don't want to play that yet. I wow, I thought, I thought you were a near fan. I am, but I shameful. when I play that game, I'm going to like, go balls deep into it. So he's I'm never like, going to play know what? it. Spoiler I, alert, he's <laughs> never going to play it. So I'm like, ah, nah, not yet. So um, just so happened uh, a few days, there was a, I happened to come across a thing that happened in Japan, like a contest, and it showed uh, people's favorite Dragon Quest games. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, the two most popular ones were 3 and 5. The ones you hate. No, I never played 3 or 5. The ones you hate. <laughs> oh, oh, you're a 7. Sure, I'll go with that. <laughs> so um, I was like, oh, okay. And just so happened, I went down a really bad like Dragon Quest hole. Like I was watching like documentaries and analysis, analysis videos of Dragon Quest 1, 2, 3... And like seeing how popular it was back in the day. And I'm like, holy crap. So I flirted with the idea of going back to 2. Because as you guys remember, I lost my save file. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. that's where you stopped. Yeah. <laughs> and having to replay 2 is not fun because that game's kind of terrible. It's not good. So I was like, you know what? I wasn't enjoying that game anyway. And just went right to Dragon Quest 3. So I've been playing Dragon Quest 3. Which I remember is what we told you to just do. Y yeah, but you know, I really wanted to like stick with this and play every dragon finish every dragon quest game but two was not great well two didn't let you <laughs> it was like also nah. that but uh i probably would have quit anyway <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh dragon quest three that game's interesting uh have you ever played the Dragon? yes back in the day uh the nes version or the super nintendo version not the super nintendo version because it never released domestically on super nintendo oh yeah yeah you're right i played I, the I, nes and i played the game boy color okay i'm playing the super famicom version which i think they used as the base for the Game Boy version. I believe so. If I'm not mistaken. Anyway, that game is uh, pretty interesting. You start off with some dude asking you like basically questions, like a personality quiz. It's like, oh, you know, are you a dreamer? Are you this and that? So I'm like, I answered all the... What's your blood type? First you put in your name and <laughs> your birthday. And I got the sobering result of being lazy. Yep. And I was like... Here <laughs> you are playing video games. I was like, oh... And what was funny with that, I was actually putting off something to play this game. So after like reflecting a little bit on my life, I was like, huh, 
I'm going to continue this playing this game. <laughs> Despite it's uh, it, 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 it it's knows so who it is. At you. I was like, ah, oh, shit, lazy. Whew. And it stays in your like your status screen that you're lazy. <laughs> it stays yep. there every you know, time you look. Yes, uh, you could actually read books later on to learn different later you know, traits and stuff like that. Go outside. <laughs> <laughs> so, the first thing that like dawn on me with this game other than it calling me lazy is that it has a day and night cycle yeah which we're in 2017 and this game came out in the early like 80s i believe the right? late 80s the late 80s even now that's a little mind-blowing like what a I'm, horrible night to have a curse <laughs> so one of the characters in the first town you're in says something like oh you know the monsters are like violent at night and stuff like that i'm like man shut up dragon quest one and two only had the daytime like there's no <laughs> night and as you're doing dragon quest games grind i noticed that it started becoming dusk dawn i mean dusk evening and stuff and i'm like oh shit this has a day and night cycle then you got your ass kicked by some monsters at night yeah i did actually and i was like huh okay so let that'll me... learn you yeah but they drop <laughs> double hearts so it's called good you're right. What are they like? More like stronger at night? I guess? Nah, it's just usually more of them. Okay. And it's 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 not a game of uh, resource management, but you you have very limited supplies. It's a game of resource management. <laughs> Early NES. Yeah, I don't know RPG. how those statements go together. <laughs> There's so much resource. Okay, management. yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess I, I was thinking more of like attrition. Okay. Yeah, but um. I'm enjoying that game a lot. It it does the so Dragon Quest One, you're you're one dude. Yep. Dragon Quest Two, you're a descendant of that dude, and you're now picking up other descendants. So you have a female character and a male character. I think they're the prince and the princess of each respective um, kingdom. In this game, it does the Final Fantasy One thing where you are a dude, but then you go and recruit other people. So you have like the warrior. The cleric, the mage, and so on and so forth. I think there's a jester as well. And acrobat. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I'm surprised that this game kind of regressed back into... Well, I don't know about regress, because I don't know when Final Fantasy 1 came out relative to uh, Dragon Quest. I was like, oh, that's an interesting system that they, they, they put into place. Well, I mean, I don't know how much you actually know about Dragon Quest 3. I do not. I watched like a few... I, so what made me really start playing this game is because like apparently it was like a huge phenomenon when it first came out like people are lining up like it was insane well they made rules about when you can and can't sell games in japan because of dragon quest yes so and i was like yeah like it, it has to come out on a sunday only can dragon quests are legally only allowed to come out on a sunday yes because people because were, like people were cutting school, school and not going to work people still do that now for every other game I think it's just, oh, or, or, <laughs> I was well, going to say, I think it's just like a tradition now, but I don't even know if they still adhere to those rules, but it's insane how big Dragon Quest was, Dragon Quest 3 at least was when it first came out. And I'm like, holy crap. And like, I can see why, because like, even though it's a little dated, it has some like really interesting things to it. Like there's a skill called Recall and in the previous Dragon Quest games, you have a item called um, the Wing of the Wyvern. Which, you know, returns you back to the last town you were. So I looked at this and I'm like, okay, that's just going to be this as a skill. Your main hero has it. So I'm at, at a, uh, I'm just entered a dungeon. Oh, I just exited a dungeon. I want to go back to the previous town. So I was like, I'm not going to go through that dungeon again. So I did the recall. And when I saw it, 
it it basically pulls up the last like five conversations you had with NPCs. And that's kind of cool now, but I could imagine that back in the day that that was kind of mind blown because Dragon Quest one and two had like it was fucking like asinine some of the stuff they asked you to do. One game asked you to look in a poison swamp for some item that you have no clue where to find it. And this telling you that, oh, we have phones now, so we can like and then screenshot stuff so we can like take pictures and say, okay, cool. Um, I can remember where this thing is. Or we have quest logs to be like, okay, this is here or whatever. But going back to then and having that forward like thought, I was like, oh, wow, that's really cool. Like it does a lot of interesting things, this game. But eh, I'm enjoying my time with it so far. I didn't expect to hear you're playing Dragon Quest 3. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to expect from Theo on a weekly basis. This yeah. is absolutely true. <laughs> but yeah, um, maybe about like eight hours into it. And got to like the fourth kingdom. It's, it's pretty fun. Well, I'm not going to tell you anything about it. So you can enjoy. Yeah. But uh, it it is considered one of the best in the series for a reason. Apparently. And so. this is actually making me very excited to go to five. After Between this. three, five, and eight, you you have that. Funny enough, that was the three that was the most popular. I mean, those are the three best ones. Yeah. So, yeah, can't wait to play more of it. All right. So, Joe, you're playing Final Fantasy, right? I went back to uh, actually went back to a couple of old favorites this last week. All right. So he's obviously playing Binding of Isaac. <laughs> well, Binding of Isaac, yes. Final Fantasy, yes. But I want to talk about a couple of things that I revisited mm-hmm. after some significant updates to both of these games. Uh, the other day, I had a friend who contacted me about one of my Steam games. He's like, you have a lot of hours in this. Is this any good? I'm like, yeah, it was 20XX he was talking about. Mm-hmm. Which is still not officially released still yet. Still not officially released. I took a look at the version of the game. It was like 0.992. And I'm like, Still, You're just trying not to touch that one. Yeah, not trying not to touch that one. And soon they're just going to have the little bar above the nine and they'll say, this equals one, so it's good enough. Yeah. So I decided to go back and revisit that game to see what what about it has changed. That game is uh, very much the same, but a lot different still. Okay. There are the, the basic gameplay elements that were present in the game when I started are still there. Um, most of the items and weapons still do the same thing. The stage design is the same, but a lot of the details have changed a lot to where it feels like a different experience now. Okay, I don't know quite how to explain what I, what was going on, what I was feeling when playing that, mm-hmm. but it seemed familiar and significantly unfamiliar at the same time. Like I was playing a sequel almost. Hmm. So to a game that never released. To a game that never released officially. Still in early access. <laughs> Ironic. <laughs> yeah. So I went and touched it, and um, there's still a lot of new items that I didn't, uh, I haven't been privy to. Mm-hmm. There's been so many updates to this game since I last played it. I think I last played it in the last summer. Yeah. If I remember correctly, and the game updates every two weeks. No, for real. Yeah. There's a there's a there's a ticker. On the menu, say next update in X days, X hour. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, this guy has been like religiously dedicated to open uh, to updating this game. It's a, a dude. Is one dude that I don't know. Game? I don't know. But oh, okay. Whoever, whatever's whoever's developing the game, it can't be just one guy mm-hmm. <laughs> with all these frequent updates. Two to week it. updates. Some of these updates are significant. There's like 
changes the stages, mm-hmm. brand new items, different bosses. I remember you saying like completely Bo- different. There was like, one. There was one time where there was a boss that was completely different. Mm-hmm. Although I think that was a long term project. Oh, okay. That was just ha- this happened to be finished that week. But mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, um. So it's still the same Mega Man X four ish style gameplay mm-hmm. where you can pick the you know, the Mega Man X character and the Zero or the Zero character and. Uh, still only four stages. Actually, I don't know. I don't. I haven't gotten far enough into it because I keep dying. Okay. And and then actually get see if the final stage was was finished yet. That was promised mm-hmm. about for a little over a year ago. And this is like so kind of a roguelike, correct? It is a Mega Man roguelike game. Okay. Rogue, I would call it roguelite mm-hmm. since that's a terminology they they use for these nowadays. But yeah, still fun game. Mm-hmm. Um. And I've been meaning to play co-op with the uh, with the guy who picked it up, but I haven't been uh, I haven't been in touch with him since he bought it. Yeah. So I'm sure he likes it. He said it was really good when he oh, played okay. it. And the other one I went back to was Heroes of the Storm version 2.0. Oh yeah. That uh, guy needs his Overwatch skins apparently. <laughs> well, that's actually why I jumped in it. Uh, a friend of mine was like, I need to do some stuff for. I need to do some Blizzard unlocking for Heroes of the Storm. I'm like, yeah, all right. I haven't played it. So I log in and get all the two 2.0 tutorial screens out of the way. And I run into a gigantic cavalcade of loot oh. that was dropped in my lap because I've had this game since Alpha. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's the reason why, because you played it for Because uh, I played it because I played it extensively for a while there's like okay. a backlog of uh of just stuff they just dropped don't in my you lap. don't you love when you play an online game for a long time stop for a long time yep. and come back and you just see like screens upon screens of like hey here's what's new oh it was great there's so much <laughs> there's so much new stuff uh they just they just throw free stuff at you now mm-hmm. I, I, I the um one of the things i logged back into is like here have a 20 character unlock pack Pick one of four different ones, and I'm like, okay, which one is the package where I have the fewest unlocked here? Yeah. So I just chose that one. I'm like, okay, I got all these guys now. Hmm. Um, yeah, they just they just throw characters at you. And this is still a MOBA, right? Yeah. I guess I'm not going to play it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, so, all right. My, it's, a, it's a MOBA for people who hate MOBAs, but it's still a MOBA. Anyway... <laughs> Lots of new stuff, like new skins. They there's like announcer packs for each of the characters. Mm-hmm. Some are really good, some are not so good. Some are expensive, some are cheap, some are rare, some are more common. Um, yeah, I had so many loot boxes, I couldn't tell how often these things drop in my lap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just had. Meanwhile, my friend wanted to play, so I'm like, I got this loot I want to open. <laughs> Back to this. Uh, they added Genji to the game. Yep, and Hanamura. And, and Hanamura, and I, I bought Genji because I had like money left over. Mm-hmm. Played a couple of quick matches. Realized that this skill ceiling is beyond me <laughs> for that character. For that character okay. in that in that control style, I'm like, I don't have the twitch reflexes mm-hmm. to make this work. <laughs> I quickly understood that. So I found the I found the greatest MOBA character. That I've ever run into. Mm-hmm. Besides Asmodunk? Besides Asmodunk. Probius. They made a hero out of a, of a StarCraft probe? Out of a StarCraft probe. Okay. Hmm. The greatest thing I've ever seen. And this thing hits like a freight train. 
It was so good. <laughs> <laughs> All I did was summon pylons, put out, put down photon cannons. Like it was like playing a probe. I'm like, I am familiar with this. <laughs> this, is, this is what I was good at in StarCraft. Like collecting minerals and resource management, not micromanaging shit. I got a probe now. <laughs> was was this the mobile where they had a character that was controlled by two characters? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. I was trying to remember which mobile this that was. That was. That was. Uh, Cho'Gall? Cho'Gall! Mm. They've apparently re completely revamped Cho'Gall. As in, you need one person now? No. <laughs> the the two-person theme is still there, which is great. That is really cool. That is, that is very creative. Mm -hmm. uh, this this game has good style. Not to cut you off, Joe. When yeah. you say that, you mean two players control this one character? Yes. Okay. That's, that, it's a two-headed ogre. Yeah. And it frequently does not agree with itself. Yes. And that's what that is the do. that is the, <laughs> that's the flavor of the character and it's great. That's cool. Yeah, that's, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. Like it was not very well balanced. <laughs> I, I wonder. Well, it was. It's still one dude, so it takes up two character slots. Hold on. Yeah. So if I put two mice to my computer. Can I control both of them? Yeah, yeah, I think you need a second account. No, you need, you need account. two computers. <laughs> two computers. And two mice. The way Cho'Gall works is that one one head is the body and controls the movement. Uh -huh. And the other head has like the spell casting and is like the range to caster. And can pretty much controls the off the offense. I don't see why I couldn't do this. You could do it. Mm. It'd be hard. You need another computer. I'm pretty sure this game runs on a laptop. Yeah, it probably does. <laughs> yeah, but that's a, that's that's the kind of creative stuff that I have in this game, mm -hmm. and it's it's very it's very accessible, um, pretty easy to get into, mm -hmm. uh, rather simplistic compared to other MOBAs. Although there are some really obtuse talent selections in place of where you'd see like items. And like like shops and other things like that, so you need you need to like go into it knowing a little bit of what you want to the lexicon of a MOBA. Yeah, a little bit. Okay, yeah. if you're not familiar with that, it's gonna be a little gonna be a little difficult. I, I did a tutorial and it was yeah, it was cool. Probius is the greatest character in the history of MOBAs. I'm convinced. Okay, this is like if I'm gonna keep playing this game, it's gonna be for that reason. Okay, it's gonna be for that thing. It was hilarious <laughs> watching things just explode. Uh, you had mentioned announcer packs earlier. Yeah. What kind of announcer packs do they have for like in the individual characters? Oh. So like Arthas will be announcing the uh, if you have Arthas pack, yeah, he'll yeah, be announcing yeah. things. If you have the Abathur pack, he'll be like doing his Zerg announcing, yeah. and it's it's neat. Like the characters start start doing commentary over the match yeah. and. My what, favorite was Lee Torrin Chieftain. What, what I liked about uh, Dota 2 for Steam, <clears throat> they have announcer packs and you have like the, the Bastion narrator announcing like the match. And I want to say there's a Rick and Morty one also. Yeah. Which is pretty yep. cool. So I was like, I, I thought they had the same type of thing. But it's of in course, the, it's in a, Blizzard. It's in a similar vein, but nothing is creative as like a Rick and Morty yeah. announcer pack. Like Dota 2 is more... Free wieldy, they could do stuff like I, that. I guess I I don't want to say mainstream MOBA, but kind of yes, it's definitely know. the main. Well, yeah. I, I think actually, um, LOL does more. Yeah, does more numbers. Yeah, maybe. But, yeah, Dota is a little the more. household name. It's a weird household if you're talking about Dota, but yeah, um, how to say not not mainstream, but uh, 
like maybe able to branch out a little more since mm-hmm. here is the storm is like blocked into blizzard stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, you know, you're not going to see a Rick and Morty Heroes of the Storm pack. That's, that's what I was kind of yeah interested in seeing what kind of uh, announcement packs they would have. There might be some. There might be some uh, some more wacky ones mm-hmm. or like maybe a maybe a rock and rock and roll racing or whatever that Blizzard <laughs> game was or something. It's the only way you'll see these other Blizzard characters yeah. in here, I think. Yeah, Probius, greatest character ever. This is a StarCraft probe. I saw the promo for this. I'm like, they're running out of ideas. <laughs> they're, really, they're really trying to avoid putting all the Overwatch characters in. They're just like, into that rich history. They're just taking... They're just they're scraping the barrel of the, uh, <laughs> of the StarCraft world here. Putting in a probe. But it's amazing. <laughs> I, I, I recommend you guys try it out at least once. I, at least once. Like I said, I did the, the tutorial. It was yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. Like a nice little... Um, it has a good sense of humor, Yeah, that game. It, it does. It doesn't take itself too seriously. Mm-hmm. But fan base certainly does the MOBA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why I'm not going to play yeah. it. <laughs> and in Final Fantasy XIV news, I killed Zervin. Extreme. That was it. Anthony, what you got? Um, Same thing. Final <laughs> Fantasy XIV. Okay. Yeah. And here was a storm? Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't have a PC. Well, not yet, at least. Um, We're working on that. Yeah, so got a tower. Text you, I didn't text you guys a picture. I got to take a picture of text it to you guys. Um, the tower? I, I think we, yeah, yeah, we saw it. A picture of the box. Mm-hmm. I did? Yeah. yeah, I'm, yeah. Getting, I'm getting old. I don't know. <laughs> so um, thanks to Dre, I um, got it a monitor. Okay. Sitting next to Joe. Oh. It's right here. Um, yeah, little by little, by the parts. Wait, that's Hans G? Like a Hans Gruber? I had a Hans G monitor. I don't I don't know what that means. Okay. <laughs> That's a diehard reference. Okay. <laughs> see, I'm, I'm, see I'm, I'm not that old. You see that hard though. I, it's been a while. I know. So, um, just, you know, trying to gather money for the computer. Mm-hmm. Little by little, I think I'm going to do some overtime at work to get that done. That's what I do when I need to build mine. Yeah, thanks, you guys, you <laughs> bastards. <laughs> um... Playing Final Fantasy fourteen just to try to catch up, make it for some time when I was playing Horizon. You did finish that, yes? Yes. Tell us about the ending to that. Long story short, there's going to be a part two. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. okay. Cliffhanger, yes or no? Please say no, because I hate cliffhanger um, video games. A little bit. Not as much as you would think. Yeah. It's, really? like, a, it's like a post... It's like a Marvel post-credit yeah. thing. Oh, open, like exactly how open, Open-ended. Yeah. yeah. But they wrap everything in the... the yeah. Okay. The main okay. story is wrapped up, but like stuff is asked throughout the game and you don't really think about it until that very last moment and you're yeah. like, oh yeah, who did set you free? Yeah. Yeah, so... Because yeah. like, I'm, I'm going to make the Scott Pilgrim joke and I'd say if Golden Sun had a face, I would punch it. <laughs> <laughs> it was... It was a, they all explained it perfectly. It was a definitely Marvel ending. The credits rolled. Mm-hmm. And then when you're about to shut your PlayStation off, and you're like, wait a minute. It's on the screen. Oh, oh, oh that's what... Okay, there's mm-hmm. a part two. That's what happens. You never turn well, off your system. Open for a sequel. Yeah. You never turn off your system until you go back to the title screen. Funny story. <laughs> turn I, the game console off right I now. beat the game, uh-huh. and usually I let the credits roll. It's long-ass credits, and it I is? actually fell asleep. Wow. <laughs> so I fall, asleep, I fall asleep, and I wake up just as... That um yeah, ending ending mm-hmm. I guess appears like oh shit woke up at the perfect time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but other than that, playing Final Fantasy, trying to get 
my character to um level just in case they say that you have to be at this level or beat the storm over before storm stormblood comes out. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing that. Um, I actually have a question for you guys since you guys play Final Fantasy more than I do. So I know when you every time you level up, you get um character bonus points to yes. put in your stats. Mm-hmm. Now I know that for the ninja, the dexterity is what gives you the the amount of damage you do. Yes. Now, what happens now if I have one character and let's say the samurai comes out and he's not the same build? Yeah, so I'm fucked. Each um, character has their own stats. Yeah, each each job has their own specific so, points. Yeah. So you're good. I worried about I had the same question. Okay. Was, I was, so like would I get all those points back to put in the samurai? They're per job. They're for they're for, you get them for job levels, not for character levels. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Oh, okay. Other than that, yeah, that's all I've been playing. That's it? Yeah, um, I'm going to pick up um, Injustice 2 when it comes out. Oh, there it is. I'm sorry. Play for, <laughs> play for two it times. <laughs> it happens. Um, Stormblood is in June. It is. Right around the corner, man. Yeah. Doesn't feel like it. It's, it's mm, definitely does. Not for me, Dalton. <laughs> it's going to blink and it's going to be June. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, I can dream, right? I, got, I feel like I got a long... Wow, ahead of me. I'm in the uh, bottom of the eighth inning. Oh, <laughs> that's why I feel like that. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing really out. I actually was in um, a game store recently looking at things to pick up for my 3DS. I'm saying, I don't, I don't think It's a so. dead system. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah you got to get on the yeah, 2DS. Damn. <laughs> Beat you to it. I'm just going to retire right now. <laughs> why? I guess you're not as fast with witticisms as I am. I mean, I'm 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 just witticism. getting too slow with old age. So. Ah, come on, I'm getting I'm getting up there. Other My mind has been more sluggish lately. Other than that, that's it. Mm-hmm. Like nothing to play. I'll wait until June and then play September. that for two times. And then Get that <laughs> PC build finished. Yeah, it's it's working overtime it's 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 a decent amount of money mm-hmm. so it is what it is well you can get this monitor you can get that yeah but then you guys serviceable you guys spoiled me with two monitors oh my god you need it you need it don't don't start with two monitors yeah just, start just, with two monitors don't start. Ah. you know what start with one you can always get another one yeah it's very easy to just very buy easy. another monitor yeah. when you're ready for it literally just plug and play i have a i have a question mm-hmm. i've been seeing a lot of people build like they don't have two of the same monitors Usually you have one for like your main monitor that you're playing games on with a high refresh rate and you have like the, the fluff monitor that you browse websites and watch videos and stuff like that with. Okay. Because right. your main monitor is like your, that's your showpiece. That's your expensive monitor. Right. <laughs> Unless your drain have like, you know, Do mad the money. Same monitor. <laughs> Yo, went to the computer store to pick up the tower and they had a... Oh, you picked it up? Yeah. Huh, I mean, okay. Yeah, it's, it's it's in the house. I thought they delivered. I don't fucking pick no, up we, computer parts. We, I was here one day and we just drove down there. Oh, okay. Yo, they have a computer monitor, a curved screen computer monitor. And that thing was like $1,300. I'm like, what the fuck? I want a curved monitor so bad. Uh, you could have it. It's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb. It looks it looks nice, but... It's probably like a 16 by 32 or something like that. English. Uh I think it was, I think it was a twenty one by nine, English, aspect ratios. Thank yeah, you. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it, guys. You get a four by three monitor. No, that's not necessary. <laughs> Don't even no. That sounds small. It's not big. You remember your old televisions <laughs> before the flat screen age? Yeah, those are four by threes. <laughs> Perfect <Damn>. square. <laughs> that's, that's disrespectful. Oh, perfect square. <laughs>
Please get a, please get a widescreen monitor. He has one right there. Good. Take this one. It'll it's serviceable. What refresh rate is that if you remember? I don't. Probably sixty. Probably. Which is fine. That yeah. that's actually Nina's monitor. Okay. The Hans Gruber monitor. Hans Gruber. <laughs> uh I'm playing Final Fantasy fourteen, so we can just skip because I don't have anything. <sighs> you haven't been doing anything. Excuse you. I've it, done plenty. Ooh. Leveling jobs. I mean, you wanna talk about it? Nope. Oh. <laughs> I can talk about Dragon Quest some more. I mean, how much is it to talk about a Final Fantasy, really? There's so much to do. Joe has a lot Yeah, but you know what? There's so much to do, but Joe has told us everything. Everything. So we don't need to do it anymore. We should have a Final Fantasy corner. Final Fantasy 14 corner. Separate recording. Yeah, that's fine. Probably after the DLC comes out. Yeah. I think... So I think that... I was going through Final Fantasy one of these days of the past week, and I was just playing, and I was like, you know what? I'm just kind of bored right now of this. So I turned it off, and I load up Diablo 3. I saw that. Oh. I saw you in Diablo 3. I'm like, what's so going on? We got to play that when I get a PC also, guys. I will definitely do that. No, you won't. <laughs> I will do that. I played Diablo 3 a lot with you guys. No, you didn't. I did. You said a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like, twice? I guess twice is a lot compared to the ones you played. We had to twist your arm to get you to log in. No. Yeah. A few nights. You have a really bad rep. No, man. You really do, though. You know what? Dre says something. I I do like my single player games. I can move at my own pace. You know, I could control what I need to do. Like, eh. That's why I played Diablo as a single player game. (laughs) (laughs) So I logged back into that, restarted a new season as a. What class? Necromancer. Wrong. Wizard. Which doctor? Wizard. Wizard. Oh. <laughs> because that's the only class I play in that Wizard. game. Why don't you change it up? Like, I was going to say monk. I'm pretty sure that's not in that game. No, that's it. It is. Yes. It is? Yeah, oh, first I'm, class. I'm I mean, first Final Fantasy class. 14. <laughs> uh, so, they've added a few did nice the quality of where, life things. I was about to say, did it do the thing where you haven't logged in for a while and you just saw screens upon screens of new stuff? It wasn't screens upon screen, maybe okay. like three screens. Okay. That's a some significant number. But I, I log in and play a little bit on each patch anyway, so. Oh, okay. I gotta imagine the power creep by now is extremely absurd. Uh, Some of it has been brought back down because you don't get as much Paragon levels as you used to. Mm. Because experience gain post-cap is uh mitigated by the fact that your experience gems only grant you a tenth of what they normally do when you're leveling. Uh-huh. So, so they nerfed that. Yes. So what's the um, what's the thing for the most recent patch or season? What's the cube for this game? <laughs> uh, armory. So now instead of having to roll four different characters to do four different things, your one character can have a gear set and a build linked to an armory slot. Oh, good. Hmm. It's very handy. Very holy. Wow. And it will it will equip your stuff out of your bank as well, so you don't even have to carry them around with you. That's extremely useful. Whoa. That's that kind of um, <laughs> it's kind of game but not game breaking, but that, that changes things. Oh, yeah. Does it restrict does that feature restrict you to being in town or can you do it in a dungeon? So I haven't had anything enough to make a build yet. Mm-hmm. As I'm still five out of six on the set. My first set. Oh, yeah, and the seasons don't carry over into your main uh, right. characters. Okay. So, well, I think they changed that. I haven't actually loaded up a non-season character mm-hmm. yet to test. 
because if that's the case, then I have a lot of characters that I can delete at this point. So question, hey. what's, I'm sorry. No, 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 go on. What's the purpose of the season if nothing carries over? That's the, that's the stuff, the, uh, the stuff carries over at the end of the yeah. season. You're basically trying to climb account. a leader's board and do other stuff that's, you know, prevalent to that season. People also like to, a reason to start fresh. Yeah. Okay. Like Diablo 2 has, uh, has had ladders. Se- uh, seasons and ladders for like, it feels like decades at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it is decades, yeah. right? <laughs> it was released in what, 96? Diablo 2? Was it 98? Was it 98? I think that was the year of the dreams, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It's almost decades. Yeah, it is almost decades. So, so yeah, I loaded up Diablo 3 and I haven't carried my DS around because the Switch ruined me, even though it's no longer, uh, it, it's not a portable system in my house i still just don't want to look at it <laughs> i haven't gotten a new ds game since dragon quest 8 and hey fire emblem is almost coming out nope not getting that the <laughs> season pass for that game costs more than the game what the fuck is oh that boy. so uh really? we're passing on yep. that 45 dollars fire emblem there's gotta be people suffering from fire emblem burnout dre is <laughs> yeah I'm, i mean i'm sitting right here well not just dre i mean it's General, video you know what? It, it's so funny because there were years that there were Fire Emblem games, and nonetheless, there's like, okay, too much. Like, Stop it. this is gonna be the fifth game, technically. The, you know what? I it wouldn't have felt so three or four years, it wouldn't have felt so bad if they didn't take the last game and split it up into eight different parts. Yeah, it was only three. No, he's, he's exaggerating, oh. but yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't have the burnout yet because I only played Birthright and that's it. I kind of started Conquest. And you got the burnout because you didn't finish it because that's the good one. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, ah, I'm not ready for this yet. I'm going to go back to that though, but definitely well, get that The good one in gameplay, not, not in yeah. story. That oh, story is story's so bad. Apparently the story in this one is uh, very good and the characters, but you don't care. Yeah, at this point, I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty much done. You know what? I, I can't say that I'm never going to play it, but... I know that when I play it, if if and when I play it, I'll probably enjoy it because I do enjoy the gameplay of Fire Emblem. Mm-hmm. But I'm just not ready for it right now. I, that that's fair. I get that. I'm just not ready for it, so we'll pass. And maybe by the time I play it, the season pass will not be eight thousand dollars, or they will make a deluxe version and put it on the Switch, or that's they'll cool. make a deluxe version, put it on the Switch, and split it into two parts. Wow. Necessitating you to buy both of them to get the You're full really story. You're really salty about Fire Emblem Fates. I <laughs> severely dislike that. There's a severe dislike. And then the fact that if you were one of the four people on the planet to get the special edition. I'm raising my hand because I was one of them. D-bag. <laughs> <laughs> then you didn't have to go through the annoyance of having to buy two different versions of the game and then downloading the third version to of the game. To be fair, you paid me, you paid the same price. I don't care. I would rather just have it on one <laughs> cartridge. The upside was that I was able to give Nino one one of them. So that I can't do that. Well, you know what? I don't think Michaela was going to play it anyway. She was not. So what does it matter? <laughs> All right, well, that's She's enough like, of that. What's this Final Fantasy Tactics game? I'm like, uh, yep, yeah. Final <laughs> Fantasy Tactics. <laughs> that's a frame of reference. Which is not a bad frame of reference, to be honest. But wasn't Tactics good? Yes. Yeah. I played Tactics. 
Bayern Munich is good. Well, fail. The game plays really good. Yeah. I have both of them. I only played one. Well, I mean, you could play it, and then you could see. I'd rather play Final Fantasy. <laughs> now he's converted. Yeah, he, we, he's we back. Got him. <laughs> yeah, we got him. These guys were scared at one moment. You, no, think, Joe was scared. I wasn't scared. I think still scared. You know, you, you know, you like a game when you play it until like you wake up the next day and the controller's in your hand, the screen is on. I'm like, okay, shit. That's yeah. you're still, you're or still, you're just tired. You're one still two. you're still inside a dungeon, and I can't figure that out. <laughs> now we know why he was in there for four hours. I'm not in a dungeon. <laughs> you're, you're still. I'm, I'm I around. swear to God, if, if I log in right now, I'll show you the list. He's still there. <laughs> He's still there. Why is that? Why is it lagging like I that? I don't know. It's do, confusing. Do you when you when you're done playing the game because you're playing on the PlayStation? Mm-hmm. So when you're done, do you actually shut it off or do you just go to the home menu and sleep? You rest it. I go to rest mode. Ah, yep. So it probably still explain why. Yeah, but the dungeon hasn't kicked him out yet. Yeah. Sometimes I have to. Um, I don't know how it was on the PC, but you know the on the PlayStation you have this login screen. Yeah. And you have like all this add and content. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Coming Same out, thing. Blah blah. You log in, put your password, and then the game stops and says, "Heaven's Ward, start game." Blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. Start game. So usually the Pick second screen is what I start on. Okay. So I don't know why. Nah. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Think it's like the last thing you were in because remember, I think you uh, mentioned it before. Uh, if you're watching Netflix and you put oh, no, no, Dre has said you were playing NBA, yeah, like, like you I'm, put I'm, in rest mode. Yeah, I'm on Netflix. <laughs> right. So let's go get Robert Stack and just put this on an episode of Unsolved Mysteries. Mm. Wow, <laughs> what a reference! <laughs> That's a Joe reference. So there, there's like four people on the planet who still remembers it. It's probably the same four people who have. <laughs> <laughs> the Fire Rumble Collector's Edition. But now the theme song is in your head, though. Yes, it is. Mysteries. Damn. I don't even remember it, so that's good. I hate this guy. <laughs> I swear I hate this guy so much. All right, so we'll be back after the break. Uh, I'm going to kick Joe off of the cast so that we can be able to talk about some news. Finally, 63 episodes in. You finally going to kick him it, off. The, that was that Unsolved Mysteries thing. That was the spot that broke the camel's back. <laughs> All right, so we are back now with 100% less Joe, and we're going to talk about Half-Life. I miss Joe. All right, so we'll bring Joe back. Hey, guys, I'm back. Ah, yeah. Hey, Joe. <laughs> hey. <laughs> All right, just for this Half-Life stuff. I'll okay. decide later if you can stay. I'm staying. You have to carry me out. We ain't doing that. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so the last... Half-Life writer has left uh, Valve. Hmm. So, not like they were making any games, so who knows why they needed a writer on staff because they were making no games. He's writing item descriptions for (laughs) (laughs) Team Fortress hats. He was doing some VR work with Valve. Oh, was he? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know what he was doing for the few years before they announced they were getting into the VR game, but that was his previously... That was his last assignment with Valve. Okay. You know what uh, VR games off the top? No, it just the it article I read just, just stated mm. just just stated he was working on VR. Damn. Yeah. How much riders were in Half Life? How many? I don't know. Okay. No, I thought it was like three. Wait. How much riders? I thought it was three. And they all left. <laughs> all three of them. Are they all free men now? 
uh, I okay, guess I'm so. I'm leaving on my own. Half Life Three. Half Life Three is coming. Life Three is not coming. Half Life Three ain't coming. It is. It should never come. It shouldn't. It, the the expectations are way too. It'll never meet it. I don't know. I think it, I think the uh, expectations sign away sign away for Half Life Three are now pretty low. I think probably. Toss nah. Something out there. What, what they what they should have did, I think we coined it on this uh, podcast, is when the Steam is what Vive or Oculus Vive. Vive. When the Vive came out, it should have just been shipped with Half Life Three. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> That'll happen. Well, it won't anymore. No, it won't. Oh well. Yeah. As they say, the dream is dead. That dream is not dead. Oh yeah, it is. He's retired. No, I think he's doing other things. Actually, Dusty no, Rhodes passed away. He is dead. Yeah, oh, the dream about, is dead. Wait, basketball dream. Oh, uh, <laughs> we were talking we about all on two different. Wait, are we talking about Hakeem the Dream? Exactly. All right, he's alive. Yeah. he's retired. Yes, he is. Okay, Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream. Unfortunately, oh, really? not with us anymore. Yes, when? Last year. Last year. Oh, I thought it was the year before. Was it last year? Oh, it's got off on a weird tangent. Half-Life 3 is not coming. <laughs> nope, never. That is also dead. <laughs> I've actually never finished episode two. Uh, Neither did Valve. <laughs> <laughs> they were supposed to release more episodes, but they didn't. Here's That's actually why I never the thing that was, the, the reason they had episodic content was so they could release more in a shorter span of time. But then they started making money from hats and guns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> here's, a, here's an interesting piece of trivia. Uh-huh. Uh, several several years ago, we'll say in the neighborhood of decades, much hmm. as uh, there's the neighborhood of decades for Diablo. Yeah. Uh, I was a part of a, well, I ran one and it was part of a second website. Mm-hmm. So, which was uh, eventually my website merged into Tricorp Games. Okay. And that was a, a thing that I was doing with a pretty close friend of this podcast. Was it like a Vivendi hostile takeover? Uh, no, we were... <laughs> They're, they're on the rise. They're almost taking over Ubisoft. <laughs> Just quick aside. But yeah, sorry. There, uh, so uh, our good friend, me and Joe's good friend, mm-hmm. uh, Josh, he had a, uh, a website called Rogue Headquarters. Mm-hmm. And we merged it with my website called Castle Keep. And then we made Tricorp Games, which we uh, still use the name every now and again. I was recently using it to sell magic cards mm-hmm. with Leo, who was previously on episode 13. That stole the victory from... Well, whatever. We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> uh, so, for whatever reason, I was on the Internet Wayback, internet wayback Machine, mm-hmm. and I pulled up my old website, and lo and behold, I see a review for Half-Life written by Rommel, our favorite instigator, <laughs> giving it straight tens. Huh. And I tried to post, post it into a Discord chat with him, but it was the message was too long. And I was like, damn it. Let's chop it up. Yeah, I'm, I was going to take a picture of it, and oh, then it okay. became too cumbersome. I was like, ah, all right, the moment has passed. This, this gag is not worth it anymore. <laughs> yeah. I get it. It'd be like that sometimes. Put another upskirt in the Discord chat and be done with it. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Half-Life, man, Half-Life 2 at the time was revolutionary. You know, I never played it. Really? Half-Life 1? 2. Oh, 2. Huh. I never played Half-Life 2. I think it still holds up. Well, obviously, since they were using the source system for every game <laughs> known to man. If you if you know what you're expecting, if you know what to expect out of it, then yeah, maybe. You think so? Yeah. 
I mean, if you're expe- if you're expecting, you know, the greatest things since sliced bread. Oh well, yeah, obviously. But it, compared to compared to gaming conventions in 2017, then maybe, for me, maybe not. But for me, it was a lot. It's not really a first person shooter as it is like uh like how Metroid Prime was a first person adventure game. Mm-hmm. It's a lot like that. Yeah, it is. It's guns in it, but it more feels like a adventure. Yeah, that you just happen to shoot. Not much of a shooter when you're hitting things with a crowbar all the time, anyway. That as well, more about the gravity gun. Yeah, that thing made the game. It's made that's what made the game. Fun. That was the staple of two episode two, right? Yes. Okay. All right. So moving on from that, we had our uh, winners, so to speak, our new entrance into the video game hall of fame, and they are Shaq Fu. That you're talking about never Shaq happen. Fu is finally getting his due. I like it. That is incorrect. <laughs> maybe the game, maybe the Hall of Infamy. <laughs> Donkey Kong, Street Fighter 2, Pokemon okay, okay. Red and Green. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Halo Combat Evolved. What? What? What's the last one? Halo. Huh. Donkey Kong wasn't there already? No. That that is the most surprising thing out of this. Yeah? That Donkey Kong was not in the Hall of Fame already. These are all worthy choices. Yes, I agree. No issue with any of really? them. Really? Yeah. No. There's hmm. no issue there. There's, there's, if there's a video game Hall of Fame, these deserve to be in it. I'm oh, surprised you guys are saying that. Why? About Did Halo. You... I'm honestly... Listen, well, I'm not, from... even yeah. though I'm not a fan of Halo, I'm not going to deny that it deserves a spot in the video game Hall of Fame. It's probably one of the most important shooters sh- yeah. games that have been made. Is the reason that it Microsoft exists? I mean, it's not going to go into the video console. game hall of Joe's favorites, but <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to dispute. Sponsored this by Super Metroid. <laughs> I mean, like, there, there, there's plenty of games that I don't like that I can acknowledge would be worthy of a spot. It, Mortal Kombat was on this ballot too. Final Fantasy VII didn't win. That's odd to me. Final Fantasy VII will be there. Yeah, it doesn't I, have to be there now. Okay, Zelda wasn't there on the first ballot either. Mm. So this is not what the the third. The third year that they've inducted. There's which, uh, plenty of games that will be there. Which Street Fighter is that? Does it matter? It's just Street Fighter 2? It's just Street Fighter 2. umbrella two. term? Okay. I don't think it's an umbrella term. I think it's literally Street Fighter 2. Okay. It's no. the one that deserves deserves it the most. Yeah. It, it is the one that started. Just like they didn't say Pokemon Crystal, uh, even though that might be the better version of the Game Boy one over Red and Blue, or I'm sorry, Red and Green. Yeah, definitely. But... I mean, Pokemon doesn't exist if it's not for red and green, so they give it to that, obviously. You're right, red and blue. Mm-hmm. Well, red in America, red and green. Japan was red. Was and it really? Yeah, green. Yeah. Okay. And they they actually they corrected that when they brought it over here on the GBA when we had fire red and leaf green. Uh, yeah, and they didn't release the. They had to redo the sprites for the Japanese version because the the Pokemon looked weird, and they didn't think kids would like that. <laughs> So Japan green so that Venusaur, yes, yep. on the cover, yeah, or oh, both, oh, yeah, that chain, whatever. <laughs> grass that, starter grass. The green so those ones. are uh, Pokemon is uh, I guess near and dear to all of us, especially me, where I can definitely see that on the list. It should be, yeah. Like uh, <laughs> Michaela always, she always makes fun of me of my Pokemon. Like I don't, I don't love Pokemon, but I. You know, a good hawk, go hawking back to it. Listen, the fact that I have four-year-old children running around the playground screaming about Pokemon, mm-hmm. it, it's, that, it, that deserves, it deserves a slot there yeah. just based on that alone. That there are people who 
or that young mm-hmm. who are crazy about Pokemon. Yeah, and I, I explained to her, I was like, honestly, Pokemon was the first thing I I actually loved, first piece of media I ever actually loved. So that was my first RPG. Mine as well. So I, I can definitely Pokemon is a force. If if that wasn't uh, if that wasn't something that people didn't know before, mm-hmm. uh, Pokemon Go basically hammered that home. Pokemon went just <laughs> stripped all of the game out of the game, and it still was a ridiculous phenomenon. I on the name alone. Yeah, yeah. Especially nostalgia. Oh man. Yo, I, st- I actually still have videos of when I went to Central Park. And right in the center, everybody playing Pokemon Go. Just wanted a Vaporeon. There's a stampede for Vaporeon in Central Park. Yo. What a good time that was. <laughs> really? I don't. I don't. <laughs> no, I, Joe, I'm with you that I, that game it's, is terrible. It, yes, it was stupid. I'm 1,000% with you. The calling that it had around the whole it was, world was stupid. It was such a happy place. Yeah. Everybody was like... People who would not talk to each other were well, talking to each well, other. Yeah. Like, be, it was amazing. It was amazing. It just made you, for one second, forget that 2016 was so such a downer. Yeah. yeah. The whole summer. And then Joe got time. down about the fact that people were enjoying it. I did. <laughs> because I'm like, why are people crazy about this garbage? Oh, yeah. Because Joe, it was more for the experience yes, than the game. Sure. I get that. And I'm I, just, I agree know, with Joe. It's a bad game. This wasn't but, Pokemon. If this wasn't Pokemon theme, it would have never gotten anywhere. All right, that's you're, fine. You're right. There's a lot of games that are like that. You're 100 yeah. right. Like, look how many chances Street Fighter gets because it's Street Fighter. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I feel bad for Street Fighter. I don't feel bad for Street Fighter. I, I you know what it is. I, I, I was never good in Street Fighter, but that's one of the games that no matter what comes out, I'm gonna buy it. I was never good in Street Fighter, but that's a lie. <laughs> but you be what? You crazy? I am. I'm not. <laughs> Whatever, yeah. Joe. Nobody, nobody believes him. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, Street Fighter Two is another huge one. Also, my mom plays Street Fighter Two. Like, everybody who owned a quarter <laughs> back then played or, Street Fighter or a Two. Super Nintendo. And some people, unfortunately, a Genesis. You know the funny thing? The fighting game in my household was more the combat. Uh, that's why you buy an Injustice. So you're the Injustice person. Like I, I will always buy Injustice no matter no, what. No, so. At the time, couldn't afford games, so my brother would borrow a lot of his games from um, his friends from school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Street Fighter, mm-hmm. but we had, um, I also had Mortal Kombat, but I definitely know that in the household, we played Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. I, I just, my favorite Street Fighter, like I've always said, was Alpha 3. That's when I really started yeah, playing yeah. it a lot. But, yeah. Well, yeah, that's a worthy list. I agree with you guys about Halo. I'm just surprised that you guys said it. Um, yes, well... <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna let my like or dislike of a game uh, cut down its merits. Mortal Kombat. Well, Mortal Kombat's not a good game. It's not on the Hall of Fame. But I would. Good. But if it got into the Hall of Fame, I wouldn't have any arguments because it outsells Street Fighter every time. It does. Every time. I actually did not know that. Oh wow. Because violence sells, and Mortal Kombat is hyper violent. <sighs> Couldn't play that game before. Mom took it from me. Yeah. Well, that's that what happens when things are happening. <laughs> so, today is Thursday, May the 4th. Live long and prosper. You missed yep. a couple of words. Exactly. A couple of words you're missing, sir. That was a quote from Gandalf, if you didn't know. Live long <laughs> and prosper. 
<laughs> I watched a lot of Star Trek today. Yeah. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, Star Wars Day. May the Force be with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Star Wars has a few video games. More than a few. Most yeah. of them are really bad. Maybe 90%. <laughs> but there are a couple of, couple of good ones that hang out mm-hmm. in there. So, uh, what's your favorite Star Wars game? Me? Um, yes. Off the top, uh, Rogue Squadron. Rogue Squadron. Yeah, for the GameCube. All Actually, right. the, the 64 version was pretty good, too. Okay. But um, I like both those games. What about you, Joe? Knights of the Republic. It's not a difficult choice for me there. Yeah. yeah. All right. And... Uh, this was actually my first game I beat on the 360 when I had it. Mm-hmm. Force Unleashed one. That game was good. I I liked it a lot. Well, it wasn't good, but it, it was, was it was it was it was, an, it was a very good experience. Yes. yes. Yeah. Like using force powers for the first time, I'm like, oh, yes. in a 3D space, I should say. It's like, ah, oh. it was it was you know, samurai space. <laughs> yeah, that's what they well, are. That's exactly <laughs> Star Wars. Jedi Geki, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, watch a documentary. And mine, my favorite one is also uh, Knights of the Old Republic, but I will go with Jedi Knight 2 for the reason that Joe took the answer already. (laughs) That's number two on my list. Yeah, uh, big fan of Jedi Knight 2. Okay. Even though I know a lot of people don't like it because it gave you Jedi powers in the first game, you didn't have any. Yeah, who cares? But (laughs) then I was like, I want to be a Jedi. (laughs) No, I like using lightsabers. Yeah. And then I used all the console codes to make it so that the enemies would. Uh, die and dismember if they even touched your lightsaber, even if As you didn't they swing should. it. Exactly. And I was like, oh yeah, this is great. So you just <laughs> walk into them while holding the sit lightsaber and they just explode. Like, what do you think happens in real life? Uh, console. Well, that doesn't happen in real life. That happens in real life. There's no lightsabers I'm going to lightsaber and show you. I'm going to agree with Ant here. You're going to show me a lightsaber. Yeah. It's just a sword that lights up. <laughs> Are you sure? It might be a sword. It might be a light cutlass. It could. Or a, a machete. A machete. Oh boy. A light machete. <laughs> or uh, what else? If you guys haven't, you should uh, go on YouTube and check Star Wars as voiced by <laughs> go- Japanese ah. Google Translate. Oh. <laughs> it is um. It is a thing to watch. Ooh. <laughs> uh, I. So you linked that to us earlier, and that was amazing. And then I went and so that one was the Star Wars Episode, uh, episode three, three final battle. Yeah. So I went and looked at the one at the end Luke. of uh, uh, yeah, Revenge of the. Sith. No, no, no. Uh, Attack of the Clones. Episode five. When he loses Empire Strikes yeah, Back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Empire Strikes Back. He yeah. loses his hands, and the Japanese voice is doing Vader's breathing. <laughs> Constantly throughout the. <laughs> oh man, uh, I might just link this in the description because I was not expecting this to be as ridiculous as it was. It's uh, it's a good watch, and I was I was not able to control my laughing in the office. And let me tell you, it was, like a Rolex it was not good. It's a good watch. Mm. It's good. All right. Watch. So let's close out the news with the information that we will be getting Darksiders 3. Yes. This was first leaked. It was quote unquote leaked on Amazon. Two minutes before. And then (laughs) right after the quote unquote leaking, here's a video. (laughs) So 
Who expected this? I didn't expect it. Me either. I only dreamt of it. <laughs> I thought this franchise was going to be dead. When, once THQ closed, I was like, right. well, that's the end of the Darksider games. Another one bites the dust for Ants List. <laughs> like, you know, some random publishers or some, like, will just buy IPs to resurrect them. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know why Darksiders made the list, though. I read the Onomusha, but that's yeah, just my opinion. opinion. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, you got one of your games. I can't complain, right? You guys said a startling number earlier that surprised the hell out of me, which made me think that, why are they doing this for this game? All right, so I'll repeat it. Uh-huh. Uh, our, our boys, Crunchy Duck Gamers, we haven't mentioned them in a while, but by the way, they're back and recording their podcast again. Woo! You should listen to those guys. They're good. Uh, they tweeted out a number that I thought was surprising. Uh, 2.8... 2.08, I should say. Mm-hmm. 2.08 million units sold for the Darksiders series entirely, including remakes and remasters. Combined across all platforms? Combined across all platforms. That seems insane I'd love to, to see some verification on the data. <laughs> I, 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 that, I honestly cannot believe that. That is an astonishing That game came out on the 360, PS3, uh... Remade for the PS4 and the Xbox One and had a Wii U, Wii U version. Well, well you know, like four people bought the Wii U version, fair enough. which are the same four people that we've <laughs> talking about. And it was on Steam. Yeah, I two million two point zero eight. That I don't know. If, That's if that, crazy to me. It might be a and people like that game. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> 2.8 million people. <laughs> there had to be some people who bought it didn't like it. Well, so <laughs> yeah, but wow, it's astonishingly low. Right. Yeah, if if true, if true, we need verification on this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna believe those guys. Okay, so it well, who knows if the numbers were you know up to the up to like the latest releases or counting digital mm-hmm. because there's you know sometimes these numbers don't count the digital sales that you get. Which for Steam is like all of them. Right. So I I can't imagine that it would be significantly higher than it. Yeah. Honestly, I do believe we, that we Darksiders got, 2... We just got to the digital age, so... Right. And I believe Darksiders 2, they said, was a extremely disappointing sales figures for them. Mm-hmm. They were expecting it to do a lot more than what it really ended up getting. I, I think for the same reason where I told you guys about like why I kind of didn't finish it. Even though they expanded the the game world, it got kind of stale mm-hmm. after a while. Hmm. Like if you're gonna make it bigger, like you have to you have to add more content within the world. But if you just make the world bigger and the same content, it's like okay, well, yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, I guess it's kind of kind of the issue uh, with it because they definitely they had they had a very sharp focus in the first game. Which was basically, Let's we're going to Zelda we can make. We're going to take Zelda, we're going to take God of War, we're going to take Panzer Gr- uh, Dragoon, and smoosh it into one game. Which is some heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. And with then... Some, with some ugly art. And let's do this. It wasn't that bad. I hated that art so much. It was different. The second game, it felt like we just want to make an action-style World of Warcraft. You know what it was, I think, too? They tried to sell that game off of the character. Death. Death. The Grim Reaper, like mm-hmm. that, is the character you, yeah, you sell that, a game on. Yeah, like, to be honest with you, but at that point, I think people were done with that trope. 
Oh, yeah? Hmm. Yeah, it was kind of like passe. Hmm. Like, when the first one came, I came with a comic book that had, like, a little, you know, comics um, scene to mm-hmm. it. That was popular back then. The, yeah, the, it was. The same yeah, 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 I was, remember this I infamous it. one. And, like, I, as, I was like, shit, I love war, you know, anger, stuff like that. <laughs> but yeah, Red. Who, exactly, red, <laughs> pretty much. But then we have death, like, oh, shit. Like, he, he reaps people, so... Like, Who wouldn't want to use his character? It feels like Death should have probably been the main character of Darksiders 4. Why do you say that? He's supposed to be the... Like, the the last... The last writer. Yeah. 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 Uh, look at you. You know a little bit of something or something. <laughs> you know who doesn't? The developers of Darksiders. Uh, here we go. <laughs> so what happened to Famine and Pestilence, right? Well, <laughs> Famine is the reason we waited so long for Darkstalkers 3. Dark Stalkers? Yes. Dark Stalkers. We, <laughs> we, we you know what? love that for Dark Stalkers 3. They both is a playable for both. <laughs> Dark Stalkers 3 is even less likely to happen. What's, already, what's it, less likely? Darksiders 4 or Dark Stalkers 3? Dark Stalkers 3 already happened. Did it really? Yeah. It did. It did. I guess Dark Stalkers 4 or is Dark less Stalkers. likely to happen. <laughs> Maybe I should just leave. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, do you know what uh, this game is pretty much pretty much confirmed to be an open world game because where else can they go with it? They they started off with Darksiders, which is Zelda-like hub world. Yeah. And then they went to part two, which was fairly open world uh, with random loot. Mm-hmm. So feels like the next step is just to have a completely wide open world where you can just do whatever the hell you want to and get lost and Try to capitalize on the popularity of Zelda and Horizon yep. Zero Dawn and Witcher and et cetera, et cetera. Open world is like the new 2D platformer. I am really effing tired of... I'm sorry. Let's talk about this after we cut back from the break. I can't take it anymore. I, I don't know. Fine. I'll go. I get it. We've been saying this every week, though. No, I haven't. Uh, no, we've been saying this every week. No, you haven't. Not to him. Just... <laughs> Shit. Oh. <laughs> so truths are just coming out. Clearly talking behind his back at all oh, times. So no, I've, 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 I feel like I've had it with open world games. Well, get used to it because Destiny Two is coming out. It's open world slightly. Like I thought it was like Dungeness. <laughs> what was that? Okay. All right, Stevie and Kyle. Thanks for uh, dropping by. Forty two oh five cat cast. <laughs> Making cat noises. Yeah. <laughs> the I don't know. I feel like I feel like I've I've reached my wit's end with a lot of these games because uh my track record with GTA will show you I never finished them. I've finished two GTA games or GTA ones, style games. That's the big thing about open world. It, there's just so many distractions to never yeah. finish. Yeah. And it, it feels like it it feels like a world, but it always, to me, feels like, um, unless I'm driven to finish it, in case of The Witcher, an incomplete experience. Hmm. This is why it took me so long with Horizon, because I want to, that game, I want to do everything. Yeah. It's, for me, it's impossible. For me to do everything. <laughs> it's not impossible for people that play games. Crazy people. Yeah. Crazy people, yeah. Yeah, unless you have, unless there's some driving force that pushes you on. If you lose interest in an open world game, it's done. Or move on to something else. Yeah. It's like, oh shit. And then you'll I never, don't even play this game anymore. Like I never I never finished Red Dead Redemption. 
Me neither. I, I never finished it. it. That's a crime. That game is. And great. I love that I, game. I beat this, that game. Yeah. yeah. I just lost interest after I got to Mexico. Which, which, that's that's the part to lose interest at. But that's mm-hmm. the big thing with open world games that they front load you with so much things, and then you progressively go on and on, and you you're kind of doing the same things from you you were doing at the beginning. Yeah. That is like, I'm kind of tired of this. Mm-hmm. Like seeing those systems in place, sometimes 30, 40, 50 hours in, you don't want to do that anymore. Preach. So, so I I know that I posted that. We were putting Zelda to bed with the spoiler episode, <laughs> but uh, on that episode, you mentioned that you liked the way they handled the map, yeah. where they don't just, when you climb your Assassin's Creed tower <laughs> and get the lay of the land, they don't just fill your map up with infinite icons. Yeah. You still have to go and find these things for them to show up mm-hmm. on your map. And, and that's my big problem. I, I mentioned in this uh, Zelda spoiler cast, that's my big problem with a lot of open world games, namely Ubisoft games, where you the moment you start that game, you open it up, and there are icons galore. So it's not so much an open world, it's a checklist. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Because they even yeah. have legends. It's like, okay, this means yeah. this, and it's like, what, this is way too much stuff to do. You're going down, you're running down an agenda. Mm-hmm. It's not... An exploration experience. It's like I'm. I gotta go here next to get this thing ticked off. Yeah. So I can get this off the map. And it. it the Witcher Three is guilty of that too, with the question marks littered around the map. Yeah. And you don't really feel like you're learning the the layout of the land I because was, you're just I, going I, from point to I point. Was just I mention really that. wish those were not there. Yeah. I yeah. really do. You can't turn those like things off. I, I believe I wish you, you can. didn't even need the option to do that. But the, the game is. Almost impossible to navigate if those aren't on. If that mini map is there, but I think there. I think if it, they weren't there, it would have been a much more fulfilling exploration and, and experience. Which is why I think Zelda's. I've said it on the uh, the Zelda cast. I think that's probably the best open world game that has ever come out because you learn the lay of the land when you're traversing it. Because, well, at least when I played, I didn't have the map there, <clears throat> but you have different landmarks to know where you are, like relative to where you want to go or yeah. stuff like I that. I mean, it's fine if something pops up after you've been there. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you pass by something and like the question mark will show up on mm-hmm. the map yeah. after you pass by it. You know, you maybe like you'll be riding by and you see something at the corner of your eye. I'm speaking from the perspective of the character. Yeah. Like the character sees something out of the corner of the eye says, that place looks like inter- interesting. I'm going to make a mental note of it. Yeah. And maybe I can explore it later or go now. Mm-hmm. And I'll have that, you know, put on the map. Yes. But if you like just litter the map with a bunch of things. You beeline into each location. Yeah. And yeah. like I, you, you start connecting the dots. Mm-hmm. And then that's, that's not, that, that's not the true, to me, that's not the true appeal of yeah. an open world game. It's, I put, I put over a hundred hours into The Witcher and I literally couldn't tell you how that map works. I don't know where any area in that, uh, like Novigrad, where I don't know where it is. I have a general idea. But I don't even have a general idea. Yeah. I know I know it's close to a tree. Got, that your, has asses whip, <laughs> got your asses whipped like a Novigrad whore. <laughs> there's some swamp somewhere where some, there's some witch. And yeah. Then there's some mountain islands that are a pain in the ass to get around. And that's all I remember I, about that map. I, I couldn't tell you if those are east, west, south, or wherever. <laughs> like, honestly. The... So, I guess this this trend traced back to, obviously, uh, Grand Theft Auto. It started with 3. And even when you looked at Grand Theft Auto 3, at at this day and age, it didn't really have that much content to it outside of the main quests and Mm -hmm. a 
a couple of story side building things. Yeah. side things. Some little mini games here and there. Right. Which is fine. Yeah. It was very, we're very, very good for the time. And that game encouraged you to explore using its uh, its hidden packages and stuff it's like that. It's funny you say that because like, I'm thinking about Grand Theft Auto 3. I, I love that game. And I could remember that map from my memory because I remember like traversing it like... I don't think they had a quick travel, if I'm not nope. mistaken. Yeah, so no, not three. You actually have to like go to each location. I remember that city like the back of my hand. And you're but probably still navigating a little bit, yeah. As it's gotten later and later in that franchise, and then that franchise is popular and inspires other open world games, they realize that the quality of life of having these indicators to show you where p- potential things are is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. But then it takes away from your ability to really... Ex- it doesn't take away from your ability to explore, but it takes away from the... Why should I? The I, feeling I, I, I of, say it takes away from the ability, to, the ability to explore because it's not really exploration. Well, it doesn't stop you from exploring. You don't have to go to them. Well, but why wouldn't you? Right. That's what it does. It kind of pushes you toward yeah. them. So you can still, if you so wish, say, I don't want to go to it. I'm just going to look around and explore, <clears> but... The game is no longer incentivizing you to explore. It's incentivizing you to go to these pings. Mm-hmm. I guess it's a, it's like a, a way to give you a sense of direction to push you towards this place without telling you, hey, you have to go here, I guess. But it kind of is telling you you have to. Well, I guess it's not telling you have to. But like, hey, it's nudging you like, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know something what over there, pal. You should check it out. I think it depends on the type of person you are. Because if you're Joe, it's annoying to you. But to somebody that might not be as uh, familiar with like open world games, mm-hmm. it's, it's, a, it's a godsend. And also, like it depends how you play it because I I think Grand Theft Auto Four is probably one of the best games in the series. But I didn't play it the way an open world people would normally play an open world game where you traverse every corner and stuff like that. I played it strictly for the story, like one mission, driving to this location, and I was very like beeline in the story, mm-hmm. and that's why I enjoy that game a lot. But if I found myself like going around Liberty City trying to find, I think it was pigeons in the game, trying to find the pigeons and doing little side stuff like that, I'd probably be burned out on it. Yeah. So. Then they started giving you GPS in these games, so yeah. now your mini map is lighting up with an optimal path mm-hmm. to go to these markers that you're indicating, and now you're not even looking at the open world anymore. Yeah. Now you're just looking at the map. In Sleeping Dogs, they have uh, actually, at the time I thought it was really good, a uh, system where, where you're driving, it has like the GPS, like, like holographed on the screen, so you're not looking at the map, you're looking at the, the actual screen, mm-hmm. and it's cool, but then you're just watching those like icons to see when to turn right and when to turn left. Right. So again, you're not really learning the layout of the land. I, I think that they've progressively done... Despite the fact that they're, the technical side of these games are getting better and better, mm-hmm. I think that they've progressively done worse uh, with each major release of an quote-unquote open-world game of making it feel like a a vast open world. Mm-hmm. And after playing Persona 5 and getting a very linear train-like experience of... L- literally a train line. <laughs> Do this, do this, do this, just yeah. straight in one arrow. And mm-hmm. the deviation of your choice of is basically how you're spending your day. But each day is limited in time and you're going forward in the story at all times. Yeah. I just, it made me appreciate, like, I missed that feeling. The linearity feeling. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even, even when I was growing up and playing all these old school Final Fantasy games, they, they gave you the illusion of an open world. 
but there really wasn't much that you could do outside, outside of the story. Yeah. Except when you get to a specific part of, you know. Right. The, when you get to the, the point ship. of, all right, it's all open. You can yeah, do whatever yeah, yeah. you Which want. Which is usually at the end two of the Two minutes game. before the end of the game. <laughs> and then it just feels disjointed at that point. Mm. Right. Especially. There's no, there's no flow to the story. It's just a bunch of different segments put together and then it just funnels into one point. Mm-hmm. We're talking about six. The, the, it's exactly. It's the, yeah. And that's the main criticism of six is that you end up looking like you're playing two different games. Yeah. Uh, and it, it really is. In my opinion, its its biggest fault is that the second half of the game is just disjointed. You could do things in whatever order you want to, and you have that freedom. Mm-hmm. But but at what cost? Right, you don't really have any coherency to what's happening. I don't know, guys. I mean, but there are games that have uh, been criticized for their strict, rigid linearity, mm-hmm. and the same franchise, no less. Right. They, <laughs> yeah. They criticized Final Fantasy thirteen for ridiculous linearity, which is just ten again. And then nobody criticized I, ten about it. But whatever. Yeah. I'm not going to be bitter. <laughs> I, 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 somebody said on this podcast before where I I personally feel that open world games are just what developers always want to do. Mm-hmm. It's just the technology wasn't there. Yeah. I think you said that. I said that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take credit for this. <laughs> I think somebody on that section of the table said it. <laughs> so, I could show that Dre's hands were pointing in multiple directions. That was at me and Joe. <laughs> I'm not pointing at everybody here, including myself. Why are you guys playing? You know what's what? funny, Joe? <laughs> I was thinking the same thing in my head what you just did. <laughs> But yeah, so I, I feel like we would have always wound up at this point. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's like people like to jump on trends. Mm-hmm. Like Super Mario Brothers came out. How many goddamn platformers? Did That's you what I said. I was like, open world games are the new 2D yeah. platformers. Mm-hmm. But I, you know what? I still like open world games. I, I love them. When they're done stuff. well, yeah. it's I don't, awesome. I don't, I don't know if it's open world games is is the is what you is what you like. So much as that the games that do open world correctly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Like um like the Horizon game. Like what came, what what was the driving force behind you continuing to play Horizon Zero Dawn and finishing it, getting it done? Like it's one thing to to get into an open world game and play it, but to go through the whole thing and finish it with a complete experience. I feel there's a completely I, I, just different animal. I want to know what I got to answer after after answers. Yeah. I mean, besides you guys, tell me I don't finish games. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we bullied him into finishing one finally. Well, if if if, if that's necessary, then that's not the answer I want. I, I no, want no, here. it's it's it was a fact. You know what it is? I really like the story. Mm-hmm. The game to me looked amazing. First mm-hmm. off, I love the story, and it, I just really enjoy like it. It reminds me of Far Cry. Yeah. And I love Far Cry games. I, I, I was actually just going to say, like, I, I haven't played Horizon. I only watched my fiance play it. But the gameplay loop there is very strong. It's like, as you said, Far Cry. Like, you always kind of progressing towards something, always getting some, something new. So it doesn't feel stale, mm-hmm. you know, hours in. Like, it's like always a new experience as you go along. Yeah, and then, like, for me personally, like, just... Another Far Cry branch of just the the machines you fight in the game. Mm-hmm. Like, I love my favorite Far Cry is Far Cry Three. It was the first time I played a Far Far Cry game, mm-hmm. and I love the fact that okay, for you to expand your inventory, you have to go and kill these animals, yeah. collect their bones or skins or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. Like I wanted to get 
I forgot what item is. I have to go like look for this giant crocodile. Yeah, yeah. That was cool to me because I'm not gonna do that shit in real life. <laughs> well, I don't think you're gonna you can't do much of the stuff you do. No, and, <laughs> and for me, it's, it might sound crazy. That's interesting to me. Yeah. I, I, like Grand Theft Auto, I yeah, I can go and carjack somebody, but then I'll be you know, in jail. Yeah. <laughs> I can do a carjack as many cars as I want. So what what you're saying is that in order for an open world game to have your attention and keep your attention. That open world needs context to go along with it. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you have just a Dark Siders two, yeah, I love Dark. I love. I like the the franchise. I didn't finish two because even though the world was so big, dungeons were so big, mm-hmm. there was no. It wasn't filled with anything. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go to. Um, I'm gonna go to Fallout here. Fallout three for a moment. Okay. And and the uh, in the same vein, where you know that was it. I mean, it was just pretty much confined to you're in a box. Not really open world, but mm-hmm. like the whole Open box. Open box, sure. Open space. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, there's there's not there's not much to it. You can go exploring, but the but finding anything really typically wasn't really worth it. Yeah. You find like a skull on the ground and the skull will have like a little flavor blur. I'm like, okay. So what? So what? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not the driving force behind the story that and because the story you can just follow along in a straight line and get there, mm-hmm. but you know the the context of the world wasn't strong enough to to want to go out there and discover. Yeah. But Anthony's saying that the context that Horizon Zero Dawn gave him was was enough to keep him playing yeah. it and completing it. You completed the game. Yeah. You did everything you needed to do, right? Yes. But I have side missions left. Mm-hmm. But I was up to the point like I was up to the point with the game where okay. I know if I put this gun and go back to anything else, I'm not gonna like you said before. I'm not gonna go back and touch this game, mm-hmm. and I really wanted to see how this game ended the story because yeah. the story it has a great story to it, it does. also. Yeah. And I just I was like, no, I'm gonna. I don't care what how long it takes me. I'm going to finish this game. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have another question then. Yes. Okay. Did this game need to be open world for you to enjoy it? For me, what the thing that you have to do in this game? Yes. I, I think yeah. the setting that this, the game sets for you and the story sets for you, this game has to be open world. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. It, it doesn't lose because it's in open world. Like, yeah. the, the right. story they're but, trying to you tell. Know, I mean, did the other parts of the game you enjoyed, was the, was the open world aspect of the game necessary to contribute to your enjoyment of the game? Or was it just the fighting robots and the story that was the appeal for you? No, I felt like... It helped. It definitely helped a lot. Okay. The, the narrative goes along with the story because you you see how the world was shaped because of what happened previously mm-hmm. in in that world. Okay. Like, so every everything that's in the the open space of the world gives context yes. and gives more flavor yeah. to the overarching story. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Instead of just a skull on the ground that tells you, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. I wrote a note on my skull when I died. Yeah. <laughs> it's important that. If you're making an open world game, that the open world is a character. Yeah, it does, yes, it doesn't feel separate from everything else. Yeah, especially a game that's pretty much telling you that okay, the world used to be this way, and then the world ended because of this reason. Mm-hmm. You want to see how that yes, how that changed. I don't not to spoil the game, but there's a part in the game where like um, the scientists that were helping to try to save the world mm-hmm. pretty much got he got killed, murdered by uh, another scientist. And like you go into this room, and then like you have like 
six people sitting at a table in a round table and you see like bodies just you know everywhere you're playing the hologram and they of what happened in 20 like uh, two three hundred years before mm-hmm. and you get to see okay this is how all this happened and that was interesting to yeah. me yeah because it's like you, you can you can tell you the story okay well this happened but to give you like a a clip back of how it happened and mm-hmm. why it happened and this is why these machines do this and whatnot. Yeah, that's so so, so, you're, so the why is just as important as the how. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Well, and the game also does an interesting thing. Like you can find like little items and relics from the world before, and yeah. like you go into your item list and it shows what is to us, you know, house keys yeah, like or a, a car house keys key or like a, a Swiss Army knife. Yeah, like, but the but the characters don't know what that is, so they call it like oh, a, it's just a relic. Yeah, it's a jiggly relic. type yeah. of thing. Yeah, it's shiny. Mug. I, can, I yeah. can't imagine a Swiss Army knife would not be useful to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you have to kill giant robot birds, I don't think stabbing it would do much. Well, no, maybe not stabbing it, but maybe you'll need like a corkscrew for something. Oh, you could use a can opener on it. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. I know. None of you guys played uh, Metal Gear Five, right? I did not. I no? still haven't played it. It's still wrapped up in a nice plastic. Eventually, that, I intend that, to play it. Part of that open world fatigue. Yeah, I remember when they first announced that this game was going open world. I was immediately bummed out because I like my Metal Gear. I like the dumb story and all. I yeah. wanted to be linear and I watched two hour cutscenes, but. Metal Gear 5, they did the open world thing, and I think it added to that game's, you know, benefit. Because you keep hearing stories about how Big Boss was this legendary soldier, and he did, you know, all these great things. And in Metal Gear, like, 1 through 4, you never felt, you know, powerful. You always was, like, confined in this little, you know, box or little linear area. But in Metal Gear 5, you have all these tools at at your disposal in an open area. And you could really fuck things up. So it, it worked in that game's benefit. That's one of the few open world games I think worked. Right. It was the tactical espionage action that you wanted. Yeah. I have a question you for you have the story, though. What, what, what is a game that you guys have played in the past or recently that has been open world that didn't need it? <laughs> oh, man. Because like we said, like we all agreed that open world is a character of the game. Mm-hmm. So when has it been done... Like, okay, this game could have been a linear game. It would have been fine or better. Shit, that's a good one. That's actually an excellent question. (laughs) uh, Because I can't really think of an open world game that I've played where I think it would necessarily be better if it wasn't open world. Hmm. But I do feel that the style of open world that we have gotten is not necessarily as open as I would like it to be, as... Despite its open world, uh, I feel that there's a lot of restrictions that get placed on you in ways that don't actually feel like restrictions. Okay. So, like I like we said before with the with the map pinpointing and and stuff, or when they lock certain events behind having to complete certain missions, and then you have things that are stopping you for some reason, even though it's technically an open world. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, if you if you want to say that if the the broadest definitions of open world, so if you have um, places like if you're defining an open world as a, a hub world with different branches off to the side, and you have the the liberty to go to the branches at any time, uh, there are certain games of that style that I would say would benefit from just saying 
you're not really an open world. Don't try to be just be a linear experience. And most of the Zelda games of the 3D era, I would say, would benefit that greatly. Yeah. Uh, you guys, maybe Final Fantasy 15 is a pretty recent example yeah, of a game I'll, that I actually was thinking about that doesn't really need its open world segment. But I think made the game bad. I, I, I but I don't think it, it makes the game bad. Yeah. It's just that it doesn't make it better. It it it's makes you meander too much from the game, and then you know, in the context of the game where you're you're supposed to be going and gathering power so you can avenge your father's death and this that, and instead you are running around catching frogs, taking pictures and fishing. Like it's that's another open world problem: the sense of urgency. Yes, there is none. <laughs> So if if the game is presenting itself with something of a sense of urgency and the open world is conflicting with it, then that's probably better that it wouldn't have the open world. I think that design usually does conflict with, you know, any type of urgency that you, you, you would want to put in a story. And I mean, even Breath of the Wild, you know. Yeah, it, the, it, there's some level of urgency in Breath of the Wild that you are ignoring because, mm-hmm. well, the... The Zora are going to have their entire land flooded, which will flood most of Hyrule. But I'm going to go over here and cook my apples. <laughs> I think the uh, from recent memory, the only game that did it right with the sense of urgency was uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X. Your whole MO in that game was to explore the world. That was really your story as a, as the character. So gets that worked out for it. But um, the last game I played... I actually stopped playing the Assassin's Creed games because they felt a bit too much. Like after, uh, what's the one after Brotherhood when Ezio's old? Revelations. Revelations. After Revelations, I haven't played a single Assassin's Creed game. You know what's funny? I was on a binge when um, Ooh, that's <coughs> a, Assassin's Creed 3 came out and yeah. I remember Dre had it and it looked really good. I said, you know what? I, I like the story. I was mm-hmm. I said, no, I'm going to go back and that's when I was actually beating games back in <laughs> I played the first one. I finished it within a week. Played the second one, finished it, picked up Oof. Brotherhood, finished it. That's a burnout picked right Picked up there. Revelation, and I was playing it, and I'm like, okay, I'm done. I, I couldn't. It's, that's... Mm. I, I couldn't make... I didn't make it halfway through three. Really? Did not. Never touched three. It's... It looked... When Jerry's playing, it looked really, really good to me. It looked amazing when it came out. I was like, nope, I don't think I'm ever going to play this series not, again. That game did not click with me very well. Even the last one that came out with the, the twins... They, they, I liked it. People are like, saying that that's like I couldn't. the best Assassin's Creed in a long time, but just I, I look at that map and I'm like, nah, I'm good. I didn't like the, was that the fourth one? Black Flag? Black Flag? I didn't like I heard people say Black Flag was pretty good. Actually, I'm I, didn't, I played Black Flag I didn't for play a little it. bit. I didn't care for the right. whole pirate ship boat. Roach killing. Yeah. It was a mature Wind Waker, so I liked it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <you did. laughs> but I, I look at Assassin's Creed 2 and the Assassin's Creed 2 uh, miniseries mm-hmm. and despite it having most of those pitfalls I really enjoyed those games because those games were well written and yes you 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 might have had a lot of repetitive side quests go find this pigeon over here go do this mini game 14 times throughout the game but I was really interested in seeing what was going on in mm-hmm. Ezio's uh, life so I played those games and at some point, I just said, I'm not really doing most of these side stuff. I'm going to do the story. Character-driven context. Enhancing yes. the world. But, right, you have Ezio, in, in my opinion, is probably one of the greatest characters video games has ever seen. 
I think Ubisoft knows that as well. Certainly, I, certainly the poster child for <laughs> yeah. Assassin's Creed. Is that games. why they killed them all? No. <laughs> well, I mean, time time's gonna kill him anyway. So he's still whooping ass as an old man. You know what? To answer Anne's question, I think The Witcher Three would have been a better game if it was linear. Maybe I don't disagree because not thinking about it because Witcher Two. Well, you didn't like Witcher Two, but Witcher, Witcher 2, Two was kind of kind of hub worldy. Yes, but well, with, Witcher Two and Witcher Three kind of had like. The same things, but you couldn't go back to other areas. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, but it was, it was in the same vein. I enjoyed Witcher 2's world. I enjoyed Witcher three more, but mm-hmm. Witcher 2's world, I liked a lot more. I remember a lot more places in the Witcher two. Right. Nothing. But the thing about the thing about the Witcher three is that, you know, some discoveries were worth it, others were not. A lot um, of times it wasn't worth it for me. A lot of times it was just like just junk. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But like the the um, the personality of that game drove it. I think one of the biggest faults of The Witcher Three was that the side quests were more interesting than the main storyline. Yeah, I don't, that's a, I don't know if that's a fault. Well, I mean, if it's a fault, it's a good fault to have. It, I'm I'm not saying that it makes the game garbage and not worth playing. But if if you pick up the game and you're saying your objective of this game is to find Siri, and that is it, and it's the most is literally the most boring thing you do in the game. Yeah. Then at some point you get bored of the main storyline and that's not good for actually finishing the game. I think, oh man, the, the wild hunt aspect of that main story was far more interesting than finding... Oh, absolutely. Finding, yeah. But I mean, coming from having that having been set up in the previous two games, yeah. you know, that was more important to me. That, that aspect of the game was more important than the fine series part. Mm-hmm. Um, but the main story focus was much improved in the two DLC packet packages, especially in Hearts of Stone. Heart, Hearts of Stone had a laser focus when it came to its main story. It was super interesting and very compelling. And that's open world, right? Still, it took place in the same area with like a little expanded area around mm-hmm. it and new stuff to do, but not as big as the main games. It was still in the main game's uh, main oh, area. Okay. Yeah, it was still it was in it was in a little offshoot of Velen. Okay. In the same like in the like in a little pocket area, but it was more laser focused, and obviously Blood and Wine was an entirely different continent. Yeah. So they had that, but the narrative in those were were far more were far more interesting, and pretty much everything and every side quest tied into the main story at least a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, I don't know what the problem with the Witcher Three main story. Uh, I think they just needed something to just tie the world together, and that was their method of doing it. And the, uh, you found uh, because you found it uh, a lot more interesting because you played through one and two. Yeah, I think that's why I found it more interesting. In I played one for about twenty minutes, and I said this is, gameplay is garbage, and I stopped playing it. I played two for about an hour, and I said, this gameplay is better than one, but it's still not good enough, and I stopped playing it. And then I played three, and I said, okay, this gameplay is good enough. It's not the greatest, but it's good, mm-hmm. so I'm going to play this game, and I enjoyed it, but a lot of that, the connecting story yeah, was me stuff. reading up on Wiki about uh, what happened in one and two. Yeah. So to me, the the main story wasn't really necessarily about the Wild Hunt, even though obviously, yes, it, the game is called The Wild Hunt. So yes, it's about them, but 
the end goal to me as I was playing the game was to find Siri. Yeah. Not necessarily to defeat the Wild Hunt, although I knew it was going to happen at some point in time because the game is titled The Wild Hunt. That that scene where you smash the dude's head in with his own hammer. You love that scene so much. Yes. <laughs> I watched it and I was like, that was okay. Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> I was like, yeah. like, oh, you're going to get to this scene. It's going to be so cool. And it's like, when does this scene happen? It was Badass. It was cool. It was cool. I'm not saying it was bad. Mass Effect the Dramana is open world. If they said it wasn't. <laughs> and Mass Effect Mass Effect is a weird one. One one, two, and three were I wouldn't say they were necessarily well, two two and three are definitely linear experiences. One one is weird. Not quite as much, There's but it's still relatively yeah. relatively linear. The but the thing is that in two you could you could choose maybe the order of the mm-hmm. the order of the planets you're going to, to to pick up your your guys. Yeah. Always go to Omega and pick up Garrus first because why wouldn't you do that? Your space boyfriend, yeah. Yeah, obviously. So I think that while there were some failings in what Mass Effect was doing in terms of uh, an RPG, and it certainly wasn't trying to create an open world, mm-hmm. but it's strength was that it had a laser focus yes. into what it was trying to show you like real talk even before like the whole you know stuff about mass effect and drama that came out about it being like you know bad animations and shit once i saw that it was like the way they're approaching their open world i was like i i don't have i can't do that right now like i had no i, I wanted no part of that the, the fact that they didn't they say they were trying to distance themselves from the open world branding prior to the just prior to its release I don't remember that. Yeah. But I know they were lying. saying that with Zelda, Maybe. they were call, they wanted to call it something else. It like, yeah. No, it's just open world. Yeah, style. It's, open, it's a lie. If it's do. open worlds. <laughs> Multiple open worlds. <laughs> Alternative linearity. <laughs> there's, there's there's nothing on half these planets. Oh my god. <laughs> the I. I haven't I haven't picked up Mass Effect yet. I don't know when I'm gonna pick it, it up. It was thirty dollars the other day, and they wow. never discount anything. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Not even three. Jav- <laughs> Javik is still fifteen bucks. <gasps> that makes me so mad. That makes me so mad. <sighs> it, it was thirty bucks. I didn't know, and I, if I knew, I don't think I would have bought it. I saw it and I was like. <gasps> No, no, not yet. Mm-hmm. Not yet. You guys hated that much? No, it's just... It's not appealing. Yeah. In this world, in this universe where there's like, we don't want games like this anymore right now. It's not appealing. On paper, this sounds like the best game ever. The open worlds space game. Alternative reality. You, you know what else was open worlds? What? You know. No. Mass Effect 1? No, man. I don't know. Really? I, mm, I'm blanking. We we had a pretty famous space game that came out last year. Oh my god, we've forgotten about it already. <laughs> no Man's Sky. Um, that that needs to be open worlds though. <laughs> yeah, that that whole the whole I right. So the good, premise good, of it, for good or bad, <laughs> the premise of it, right? What have they filled the open worlds with? Which is exactly what we're saying, is that it it makes the exploration not worth it. Yeah. So you you go to one planet, and you hit a plant, and you get carbon. Cool. Go to another planet, hit a plant, you get carbon. Cool. 
every plant you're hitting. And the, you everybody card. wanted to be Captain Kirk and bang the green sex alien. Mm-hmm. That's why I play MySpace games. But <laughs> people play Mass Effect. Exactly. <laughs> well, they were blue in Mass Effect, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, they were blue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Principle still applies. Yep. <laughs> I don't know, man. At, at this point, uh, I obviously there's a couple of open world games coming out soon with Red Dead. Red oh, Dead. Wait, which, we don't know. What do we know about Red Dead? That's open world. Red Dead <laughs> well, <laughs> Rockstar makes it so it's open world. Yeah. It's gonna be good. And I will expect it to be good, and I will also expect to not beat it. I expect it to be well made. Yes, I think. <clears throat> Joe said it perfectly. I, sp- I I think it's gonna be well made, like to the, it's gonna be beautiful and all that stuff. But I don't know. I I think with everything from GTA Five, I think they'll be fine. <laughs> that was one of the few ones I didn't beat. <laughs> San Andreas and that. San Andreas is too the two big. ones that he didn't beat are the two ones that I did beat. That's crazy. The only one I've ever beat was three. Now GTA Five is a unique animal because that is an open world. Online game, yeah, I think it'll be perfectly fine. So that has like open world. That has like aspects, like multiplayer, user generated kind of content. Yeah, that's that's blazing some new trails. It's very popular. I see gifs of it all the time. You know they're not making another Grand Theft, right? Was that they're not making another Grand Theft? You sure? That game makes way too much money. It's it's all the DLCs and stuff. Listen, (laughs) too much money. Rockstar has found a way. To Team Fortress 2, <laughs> Dota 2, their Grand Theft Auto games. So, yeah. yeah. I feel like, you know what, you're right. Every time I blink, there's like a new... It's they'll, they'll, crazy. They'll, 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 I think Theo's right. I don't think you're going to see any more... A traditional... Probably yeah. You yeah. might see more new iterations of Grand Theft Online. I never Maybe the world exists where you'll get another style of Chinatown Wars. Something. Or... Something small scale, but I don't, I don't see it. And they're the masters at open world. Well, maybe they've realized that they've reached the peak of the mountain. Yeah. And there's not much else left for them to do with it, so they can just keep... If you ask me, they kind of started off at the peak with GTA 3. Well, I agree. You're right. You're right. Maybe maybe a Vice City and or San Andreas, arguably better. Mechanically. Yeah. But three... Well, here's a Vice City. I'll say thematically as well. (laughs) Not everyone at this table will agree. I hate the 80s. Yeah. I love Vice City. I love yeah. San Andreas. I love San Andreas. Oh. That, game is, <laughs> that game was made for me, but it was way too big. <laughs> it was way too big. It was really big. Oh. Well, well, we'll just say that Rockstar is uh, Cesaro and Sheamus. They are the bar. They are the bar. Wow. <laughs> we couldn't do an episode without wrestling. Uh, absolutely not. God. It must happen. We already we already had a Dusty Roads conversation. Ah, you're right. And, and we did do a, a non-commented too sweet. That's ah, true. The Wolf Pack. So good times, good times. These things happen. It's not the Wolf Pack anymore. It's too sweet now. Uh, I remember it as the Wolf Pack. Well, Wolf Pack was kind of too sweet. <laughs> Just too sweet. Just too sweet <sighs> for life. They did it. They did that thing. The, the, the wolf pack too yeah. sweet symbol. We should, we should play that song. The end of our theme song? <laughs> <laughs> that is totally our outro today. <laughs> Which is just a hodgepodge of uh, Jimi Hendrix <laughs> riffs. Okay. <laughs> With random speech stuck on top of it. New, new, new world order. <laughs> All right.
So that's that we'll call it for for now because I think we've said what we needed to say about it and it's getting kind of late. Yeah. So, you know, people got to go home, sleep. Some people have to go into like another state like Theo. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> so you can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play and iTunes. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr and Reddit. Uh, evilavatar.com and brandonmelendez.com which has been rebranded from Maglomania. Oh, Brandon cool. Melendez? So Brandon Melendez is the guy who operates uh who operated uh Maglomaniac. Random. Brandon. Oh, I think it's random. Random Melendez. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's Eddie Melendez out there. <laughs> uh Brandon Melendez. So he's uh basically starting up his own blog off of off of uh Maglomaniac instead okay. of it and not necessarily doing the wide contributor thing that he did with Maglomaniac, but he has left us on his page awesome. uh, as an RSS link. So we are still there. The page is just different now. It's BrandonMelendez.com. So definitely go check him out. Yeah. Slight political uh, thing on his blog every now and then, too. So we, we usually don't do politics, but he's allowed to do it on his stuff. Yeah. It's not bad to we keep abreast of that stuff. <laughs> we do not officially stand in any side of the political spectrum. <laughs> Much mm. like Michael Jordan, Republicans need sneakers too. <laughs> That's wow. a weird fucking... <laughs> Implying Republicans don't buy sneakers. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. You could have said Democrats need sneakers too. Everybody needs sneakers. Tories need sneakers. <laughs> the Tories need sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> So if you guys have any random open world games that you are tired of, or despite what we said, love, I mean, we didn't talk about Skyrim, and that's something that people love for some reason. I was I was thinking about a way to weave it in, but I've anything I can say about Skyrim, I've said a hundred times you, in you've already dozens of other episodes. Yeah, and you just said you said about Fallout 3, which yeah, is the same game. Yeah, yeah. Skyrim with guns. Yeah. So. So anything that didn't meet your expectations, or even something that you... Like an aspect of an open world game you thought would have made the game better with with or without. Mm-hmm. Or something that you think that we got wrong. Let us know. Uh, we got a lot of things like, wrong. Let's like Darkstalkers 3. Play. We know we got that one wrong, so I mean, we leave that one off the list. We, de- we definitely I say made... we, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just throw everybody under the bus with you. Ah, whoa, ah, okay, ah, all right, stop what, it. Stop what, it. What happened? World's falling apart. <laughs> Uh, so there's some boxes stacked up from a whole bunch of random computer enhancements that I have recently <gasps> purchased. Computer enhancements? That My spider says it's tingling. Scared Joe for absolutely no reason. He fell! <laughs> <laughs> Something so, was moving under there! And it could have been a ghost! Much like the immature person that must be cut from this podcast, he overreacted it, to boxes slightly shifting. Might have been a Komodo dragon. What? It might have been. You're right. He's, not, been. Wrong. He's not wrong. It could have been a Komodo dragon. It could have been. The chances of that are very small. (laughs) But it could have been. If we see a fucking Komodo dragon (laughs) after this podcast. (laughs) All right. So next week, I'm not going to be here. 4205 cast off. (laughs) 
Wait, really? <laughs> <laughs> You don't want to